Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. Michael, do your thing. 10% off legal fees. Bang. Have some of that <laughs> off your conveyance and your wills, your probate. And the rest. What your else? litigation. What your, do they do? Your business law services. Get it all off. Yep. Uh, LeviceListers.co.uk forward slash the square ball to, um, to take advantage of that 10% discount on your legal fees. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had a lovely day today. It's nice and warm and sunny. It's very warm. Hanging out with 36,000 friends. Seeing my favourite football team win a football match. Play really well. Um, and I've come down here to talk to you and I can't think of a better way to spend my Saturday afternoons so well, thank you everybody it's been lovely Leeds United 2 Bristol City 1 show's over that's it yeah it was good wasn't it I think we're, I think we're a good team for the most part but it's a bit frustrating how we can't just batter teams because we we definitely deserve to we got to half time in that well just before half time and I looked at it and they had their XG was 0.02 and I was like okay we're battering him here and then we went in at one all, which was a bit frustrating but we were by far the better team throughout at least we didn't Crystal Palace it. Which, what happened there? By being one up and then losing 5-1. Oh, okay, yes. Conceding from a corner just before half-time. that, yes. Yeah. We want to bring those memories back. Mm. We've had a lovely day, so let's <laughs> let's stop now and remember, although it does help by contrast, doesn't it? Mm. We're a lot better than we were then. I think we're just starting to properly get the measure of this team now, aren't we? And, we're, and we are, as you say, Michael, quite good. I enjoyed every, every aspect of that, apart from slight tensions here and there when... Um, because it was never that runaway win that we kind of hoped for, but we were in front for most of it, and uh, I just thought we played really, really well. Archie Gray was good, um, stepping in at right back, played really, really well. Mm. Um, there was that I, initial confusion when the team came out and you went, who's where? So what, is this Dan James at the yeah. wing back? Is it, I don't know, three at the back? But we, Kamara, Kamara stepping into midfield? We Jump. had Maldini, essentially, was the, was the difference in the team mm. at right back. And um, we found out today why, why Joel Pirro plays where he does in a slightly withdrawn position. I'm glad he does. And I'm glad that nobody questioned that. Yes. I really enjoyed his goal. It's a weird goal. Yeah, it was. Couldn't quite work it out. And he, he it seemed too to, easy, uh, didn't it? It was too easy. Yeah, I was like, why is, why is there such a big space mm. for him to put the ball in? And how has he put it there so slowly <laughs> from what seemed like quite a long way away? Pretty much on the line of the D, which is a good place to... Uh, score from you complain about him not well we don't but people generally yeah the generic yeah complain about him not being in the um, six yard box Daniel Farker smacks you about for a quarter of an hour and then he scores from the D and I hope because Farker's um, stitched himself up slightly by saying in the press conference on 
Friday is like, and we will not speak about this topic. The deal is we will never speak about this topic. And he's got to be there going like, I hope somebody asks. <laughs> like, didn't it work well? But I, I wonder if the Lord just blanket, just, just be like, not even mention either Piro or uh, Ruter, although that would be a bit unfair on both of them. Dan James scored. I thought he was good today. Was, wasn't he? Dan James, I thought he caused quite a lot of problems down that side. Um, did we try to miss that as well? It's at the far end, so I'd, I, f- I feel like there was a, a chance, bef- like literally it's the second before it got to Dan James where someone should have scored as well. From memory, what happened was Dan James actually made it by charging down uh, the right wing and then yeah. charging across trying to tackle the goalkeeper. And then the ball kind of came back to Peru, Perot, Joel. Peru. And he was looking to pass it to the right wing to Dan James, but Dan James is obviously over on the left wing now. Things have changed, and he's got to adapt. So his uh, his choice was to just try smacking it at the goalkeeper. The shot seemed to swerve because the keeper sort of he should have been straight at him, but he just kind of hit it with the wrong arm almost. Ball goes flying, ping ponged around a little bit. I think Rutter was sort of looking for a penalty, dragged it across the penalty area. People are going, you hit it, you hit it, you hit it. It rolls to Dan James. Could you hear them? And he puts it in. No. <laughs> but he did. Going off body language. It looked like a comprehensive finish. Yeah, there were some sort of false starts in there where you go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh it's gone in. Yay. We just kept Happy the day. pressure on. Yeah. And that was um, something we did uh, quite well a few times. This is in the second half. Uh, Jorginho Russo, when he tried to put, uh, I think, yeah, he tried to put Dan James in, but the ball wasn't quite good enough. So Dan James got tackled. So Rutter just ran after his own pass, got got it. He beat the other defenders to his own pass, and then um, it's, I think that's when Somerville hit the bar. I couldn't, I wasn't clear that it had hit the bar. It looked like another. Um, I think it was saved onto the bar. I think it was a, a combo of the both, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it had a little, a slight element of open goal about it, but uh, Rutter had already done enough of that for one match. Yeah, that was a strange one. Mm. I couldn't tell what had happened, but it was one of those you go. I thought that ball was actually in the net. And then all of a sudden it was uh, it was in the stand. I did I did see the replay at half time actually of that. They did they showed it. I only saw the second <laughs> saw the second replay of it properly. But bloody hell! But I forgive him because he's lovely. Isn't he? he is. He just he's such good fun. Yeah. And he's really impossible to play against as well. You can see it's so annoying. Isn't you can he? see you can defenders imagine, yeah, yeah. have no idea what to do with him. He's dead strong. Yeah, he's like for a puppy. Someone who doesn't know how. Like his own strength and his yeah. own, how big his own arms and legs are. Just a big dopey puppy who yeah. runs around banging into things, but holding the ball up really well and doing good, really good through balls. Yeah, yeah. I just had a, I've had a, just a jolly nice time. All of it. I felt I come away today feeling like the world is all right. That's how I feel today, which is not a feeling I'd, I've been familiar with when it comes to Leeds in the last year or two. I feel like we're still some way off our peak as a team, and we're still we're still quite a distance off being perfect, but we're still loads. Is that what you than, demand? Yes. <laughs> but, we're still, but we're still loads better than most teams is, is what you can take from it. Even when everything's not going quite perfectly, there's just we've got too much for most for most of this division, which is quite reassuring in a way. Because I, I think it, I'm fairly confident we'll be in the top six now. I don't I don't really feel much. You're right, we're fifth, so that's correct. What a good guess. Yeah, but I feel like you know other seasons we've been in the playoffs at this stage before under Warnock and McDermott and people like that. And in those seasons, you're always a bit like, mm, let's see. Let's kind of see where we end up here, but it feels like the table is shaping up now and I'm confident we will be in, we're probably within the best four teams in the league. I was going to say, within the context of the whole season, would you agree that Bristol City have probably been the best side we've faced apart from Southampton? And even then, I think we looked 
the superior side for most of it. Is that a fair comment, you think, or thereabouts? Ipswich, technically. Yeah, they're good. That's true. Um, and they were decent against us, scored three. Um, yeah, they gave us probably more trouble. I don't know whether that's because they're good, because I was about to say one of the things that's quite reassuring about us, and that I think is significant, is that our players are just better than most of the, the players in the other teams. Like when Rutter can, can chase his own pass and still get to it before their defenders. Yeah. He's, and some of that strength, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, and this is slightly um, putting the, yeah, getting ahead of ourselves, when we're back in the Premier League and Jorginho Rutter is playing up front, whether he looks as good as he does now or whether it's just he's simply a step above the teams that we're playing. But yeah, the, that's, that's a problem for them though, isn't it? Not for Yeah, them. exactly. And at the moment, it is just a case of keeping that um, consistently asserting the quality that we have, which um, Sunderland seemed to have a problem with today, being demolished 4-0 mm. by Sam Greenwood, who looked terribly distraught, <laughs> um, scored against them and, is, and then... Is kind of just being buffeted around by his teammates while he's try, trying not to celebrate against his uh, favourite team and um, looked very upset about the whole thing. Um, but so lo- those things can happen and probably will if they haven't already. You know, if we if the worst thing that happens is the Sheffield Wednesday nil nil and Southampton and we manage to avoid any of these weird four nil shoeings off of a relegation candidate as Middlesbrough have been so far, then that'll be good because yeah. um, we should. And yeah, the the other things about today, I guess it's the, the headline things that like, if Rutter hadn't missed that open goal, straight after we scored, um, there was did there was a header, I think. We could have made it 2-0 straight away. There were chances, weren't there? There were chances. I'm yeah, just, I'm pretty just quickly. Pulling, I'm just pulling up the numbers because I can't quite remember them all. I just want to see what the overall sort of shape of the game was. And Oh, that was it. Um, Jorginho put Peru through one-on-one, but he was really close to the goalkeeper. And then Ampadu came in for a, a shot for the follow-up that was an interesting effort. Yes. Um, well, Fotmob have got it at 2.51 expected goals against 0.55 with um, 21 total shots to nine. So it was essentially two, six, two six, set, six big chances as well. Two set pieces was the, the total of what they produced, wasn't it? Mm. There was the goal they scored and then there was one headed off the line, wasn't there? When, yeah. when I was noticing, as, as that was cleared, Stroud very much like looking at his watch, willing, willing it to buzz. Stroud, let's talk about Stroud on their goal because Stroud was, uh, he went full Keith in the build-up to it and I was quite enjoying it because the goal is annoying. If Did you he wanna, make a pig's ear of it, Moscow? He, yeah, if we want to talk about the things that kind was, of... When he books one for a throw-in or something. Yeah, so the ball went out and just as it went over the line, I think it was Peru, smacked it down into Bristol's half and all the Bristol players are like, that should be a yellow card, shouldn't it, for slowing it down and Stroud just bought it. He was like, Oh no! He must have thought the ball was still in play, and he was passing it to someone. So it was like, it was, okay, only just, fine. it was only right on the whistle. Like he, he, he just about was fine getting away with that. I don't think there was no point where you thought that's a book in. Well, all the Bristol but players they were asking for but it. All the Bristol players did. Which but they're is silly Billy. They're silly Billy's Moscow. And then they took the, the subsequent th- throw in. So the ball is now all the way over there. So they just put it over on the sideline, and they take the throw in in their own half, about twenty yards further towards their goal than it should have been. So Stroud has booked them for taking the, the throw-in from the wrong place, as far as I can tell, um, which is just pure... Mwah. And then eventually, so that was the throw-in that they then shoved to where it should have been taken, and then it led to the corner, and then uh, we scored from that. So we can blame Stroud. I think the Bristol fans should be angry at him for a ridiculous booking for booking one of their players for taking a, a throw-in that gave them no advantage. 
And then we should be angry at him because him doing that gave them a throw in in a more dangerous position where it should have been in the first place, which then led to the goal. So Stroud, you've excelled yourself again. Such a little man, isn't he? He's very confident. He's very diddy. Yeah, Yeah, he's just, he's just, because he's not just, he's like he's like a man only smaller. I was gonna say he's not just short, is he? He's like he's full, he's all fully in scale. Yeah, like some people, like I've got very short legs, for example. Yeah, I'm quite short of like. Whereas Stroud is just yeah. perfectly little. Mm. He's a he's a perfect little package of a man. He's a perfect little guy weighing <laughs> six stone. Whatever he whatever he probably weighs. And all um, that was quite annoying because we tried slowing it down just before then. There was a bit where. Melian rode on and Stroud were just passing it to each other. I was thinking, this is this is good. We're just going to get it to half time at one nil. Mm. Nobody's going to do anything silly. Um, and then all that happened, but never mind. From your little telly, who was up to blame for the goal? Because it did look like a free header. Did no have one? Uh, Simon's oh. just saying. Yeah, I went on the gantry. Sorry. Simon's just. Oh, the gantry. Where's the bell? There we go. There we go. There Been we go. a while. There you go. Yeah, I was given my. Uh... Booking was for dissent, not the throw. Saying Simon, sorry by the way. According, according to the commentary. Well, what did they say? Did, did he throw it in? Like fuck off. Fuck off, Stroud. Better, better I hope for, he did. Better back chat. Um, yeah, I would. If I'd sat in my lot seat, I would have been sitting basically in Adam Pope's lap. Oh, I don't think either, nice. either of been, us. I was going to say could have been worse. Either of us wanted that, so I just went and found a quiet spot on the gantry. Big reassuring hand on your knee. He's a large man, is Pope, isn't he? Is. They were saying, um, but I did see some mention that Kamara maybe should have been up mm. for that header. A midfield was an interesting. I thought Ampadu was not on it. Today, I thought it was fine. No, I think he, he had a, he had one moment where he got caught in possession. And I think in the first half, I'm going to say, and I think I went, "Oh, I've not seen that before." Yeah. But I think he got it together for the there most were, part thereafter. There were a few, but they were pressing us in midfield more, weren't they, than other teams have done? Yeah, and I think as well from memory, like when he was last playing with Kamara at Southampton, is when we lost quite badly there. So I'm wondering if those two haven't quite worked it out because Ampadu seemed just like a teen. I'm talking like. He's a seven and a half instead of an eight and a half out of ten. Just like mm-hmm. teensy bits where you notice saying like, why has he lost the ball there? And why is he running into trouble there? And why is that pass not quite gone where it should have done? Whereas normally I'm just I'm very used to seeing Ampadu just like slotting it to wherever it needs to be without any fuss whatsoever. So there's a, introduce a little bit of fuss to his game. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, Kamara, I, th- I think they both played well. I think Kamara played well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one lovely tackle after Byron uh, running into trouble. And but I'm wondering if there's something like they're not quite um, with it as a partnership yet. I thought, uh, I, well, the thought occurred to me when I was in the stadium today that maybe because so many teams are standing offers that we're not always a hundred percent switched on when teams actually start then to press us. You know, like Southampton did in that early stage mm-hmm. down there, and obviously capitalised on it. But because we've seen um, most teams just sit back and let us have it. Maybe they're just not quite conditioned to it all the time. But then they switch onto it as well. It's just very occasionally they're just not quite there. But it's the tiniest, tiniest gripe because we were in control for the vast, vast majority of that. And even when we were on the back foot, do we have any? Did Melly have any clear cut saves to make? I'm trying to remember the couple of he had a couple of flappy moments. Um, he had, he punched, came good, and punched a few crosses. Some in good it, punches. Yeah. He generally got them pretty clear. Yeah, I don't think there was anything bad. He was, I'm just looking at you on, on Fotmon. Melly was the lowest ranked player of ours on that. Everyone else, for the second time in a week. In fact, everyone, everyone above seven mm. on there. People the, are just uh, playing fairly well. Yeah, the only bit. Um, was right before the goal was from that throw-in. Yeah, no saves it's saying on Fop Mob. Was, um, they had a really good chance to score then because Melia hadn't... He punched, but not as far as maybe as he could have. And then they put the ball in and span and shot uh, over the bar. And that's and it got deflected. Mm. And that's what led to the corner that they uh, scored from. And then, yeah, there was only... He was, he was quite quickly out to a couple of things that could have been dangerous if he hadn't bothered 
Um, so it's good that you did bother. But um, other things like Strauch, again, just a good player Excellent. now. Yeah, Rodon as well. Together, the pair of them just looked really, really solid, didn't they? And um, yeah, it should have been a clean sheet bar in the, the aberration. I don't know who it wasn't. I think so. I saw somebody say it was Kamara who didn't pick up his man in the box. Yeah, I just said it. Like, yeah, but I was looking at I'm, I'm doing many other things, you know. I'm, I'm a busy boy over here. <laughs> Sorry for repeating. Play Minesweeper. Interesting. Fotmob have given man of the match to Somerville with 8.3. Would you agree with that? You've got Dan James at 8.2 um, and Piro just, uh, just behind that 7.9. Would you I, about, about agree with that? I give it to Pat Bamford. Why? <laughs> I wouldn't really. Came on and missed that chance, didn't he? Put it over the keeper. Put it round the keeper. That, Put that, it to the side of the keeper. To you, was that... Just the, don't wait. Was that the sign of a man, though, who's been groaned at once too often in this stadium and doesn't want to take that shot on because, well, if he misses it, then it get, it you know it causes the groan to go up again, doesn't it? I think he should have simply put it over the goalkeeper and into the net. Is that what you would have done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I mean, it was, I think on his left, it was on his left foot. But the if keeper was in an awful position. Yeah, but if there's that little moment of doubt in your mind where you think, oh... You know, or even subconsciously, he's not even thinking. It's just deciding not to take it on, and then he kind of hesitated on it and dwelled on the ball, didn't he? And tried to pass it and didn't execute the pass. And mm. it was neither one not. So I don't know if he if he was in two minds, maybe about shooting early or then crossing it or waiting for the man or waiting for support, whatever it was. But moments away from that, he had or moments before that, he had been yelling at Jaden Anthony for not passing the ball to the back post when he had a shot. So he he wanted a, an opportunity to shoot at the goalkeeper, and then a couple of minutes later. He seemed to have what I would have personally regarded as a really good mm. chance to not just shoot at the goalkeeper, but sort of over and behind like he could him. Could have bypassed the goalkeeper. Yeah, and go straight into right the into the net. I think that's what Michael was saying. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why he why he didn't. <laughs> loads, of diff- loads of different routes to the goal. From yeah, there. I did notice that he um, he didn't hang around for wandering around the pitch. He kind of and he he just went down the tunnel. Not straight away. It wasn't a, a turn and march. But he kind of shook hands. Is it with right a few that he people. was flicking, flicking the finger at people, going, "No, I'm not staying around for this. Don't hate it here." Well, he wasn't waving at anybody. He's kind of like some of the players wave at people in the stands and stuff. But he's just, he just seemed he's like, oh, I think I'll just go in the dressing room. Um, whereas everybody else, um, Rutter was the last one out. Melier was giving some bit punches. Of, to bit, the of ice on his, uh, bit of ice on his knee. Yeah, from but that's, that sounds nice though, doesn't it's it? Probably. Fine. If I was to offer you some ice on your knee now, you'd take it. I'm not sure if I would. <laughs> The Square Ball Podcast. With the return of the German Christmas market to Leeds this year, on this week's member show, we wonder, could you find yourself drinking a stein with Daniel Farker in December? I've never been a fan of the Christmas market. People are dead enthusiastic for it sometimes. I'm a bit like, eh. it's all just a bit daft, isn't it? You, you mean, what you mean is, I don't want to take my kids there and pay £4.50 for a, a toffee apple or whatever it is. Well, there is that as well. Yeah. And just the, like it's not it's not real is it I mean it is because it's like German people who come and put it on I think it's like a Haribo stall there that's made in Pontefract to listen to the members show get priority access to the match ball and all our shows ad free become a TSP plus member at thesquareball.net forward slash plus small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Shall we uh, have a little check-in on um, Rat Loan Watch? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard, thank you for the update here. Uh, Sinistera came on for Bournemouth. I noticed this actually. Sinistera came on on 57 minutes, and then they conceded their third in a 3 0 defeat to Everton three minutes later. So we're blaming him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie scored in uh, in that game. He scored the second. Have first. you seen it? Nope. I've got, good, I've got no good, interest. It was good, apparently. Wasn't it, it was an extraordinary goal. The, uh, well, not an extraordinary goal. Made it sound like he's changed football history. It's a really good goal. The goalkeeper kind of punches it out, and he's 35 yards, and he's volleyed it in off the crossbar. Looped it over everybody, kind of what you'd have liked Bamford to do from closer range. Mm. But yeah, he's um, it's a it's a it's a really good goal, and he's got the assist for the third one as well. So yeah, honestly, everybody's worried about Everton. Just got to pick Jackie Harrison; they'll stay up now. Um, but they did have a Bournemouth, and who've obviously because Bournemouth have been stealing managers, right backs, uh, midfielders, and wingers from us. Pretty much the spine of a whole team. They've got Lewis mm. Cook as well, who. So they've ruined his they, career. Well, they've not treated him well, as have they? They've taken his knees to pieces a few times and put them back together again. Um, yeah, and as uh, as has been displayed on the live stream at the minute, we're live on YouTube to our TSB Plus members. Turns out maybe Iriola isn't the be-all and end-all, but we're not here to talk about those losers, are we? We're here to talk about our winners. So let's do that. I prefer Daniel. Yeah. I really liked his log answer about the um, about the striker. It's good, about, that. about where Pirro was playing. Good. Came prepared. Yeah. Told everyone to fuck off. Still yeah. talking about this now. Here's Dan saying he won't be asked about that uh, positioning at number 10 for a bit, will he, after that goal? Which, uh, let's talk about him, because he was a little bit off at midweek. He didn't really get into the game properly, did he? I thought he was a lot more involved today, looked tidier in possession, and then um, just drifted into that little gap, picked it up and popped it into the net, as we mentioned before. He wasn't... He's never the most involved, is he? That's the thing with him. But he keeps scoring goals. But, that's it. I don't really care. Yeah, He's on... He's like a goal in, goal in two, isn't he? Seems to be his his thing, and if he does that, fine. He's just worth he's worth keeping the team, and, and he's probably. I mean, there's obviously no way of saying this for definite, but it feels like he's probably the only player who scores that goal because most people would be looking to hit it harder, and he just sees a little gap and thinks, if I put it through here, the keeper can't probably see where this is going until fairly late, and there's a big gap there, so I can just get it. If I just make it accurate, it'll go in. Mm-hmm. So, is, we're we're kind of wedded to the idea of what positions mean and so because he's he's mm. standing at 10 everybody's expecting him to be creating and playmaking and he's not he's finding space he's staying out of the penalty area Jorginho Ruta as we've already discussed he's strong defenders I was look like he's chasing his own passes defenders hate playing against him you can already tell and because if they try to tackle him he just does a fucking back heel nutmeg through them it's awful to have Jorginho Ruta 
running up against you all the time because you don't know what direction he's going to take. You don't know what he's going to do. And then he's really strong. He'll just push you over. And Rutter is just hanging back, letting that happen. And then when there's a space, he's moving into the space and he's scoring a goal. And you can say, well, one of the questions is saying, well, what about the creativity from number 10? And it was clearer today, maybe because I was looking at it more. But so Farker says, Somerville, I would love him at number 10. He's our number 10. He was playing at number 10 today when we had the ball forward. Sam Byron was our, what side are we on? Left winger. <laughs> Somerville and Perot are next to each other as two tens behind Rutter. And then Dan James is right on the touchline. So Somerville is very rarely getting chalk on his boots because Sam Byram's out there. He's playing in in behind Rutter. And so those are the two creative players making space for Peru to just kind of come in, find a, a pocket and score. And there was probably the good example of it is when it don't matter that Rutter is ahead of Peru because the chance straight after we scored when he flicks the ball into the penalty area and proves onto it and he's one-on-one with the goalkeeper in the six-yard box and had a good chance to score. Happens anyway. So where they actually are standing at certain, like when we're um, putting a team sheet together, don't matter. You know, we don't, Sam Byram is never being talked about as like he is playing um, left wing. Well, Somerville is left wing, but Somerville is spending more time in a number 10 position and then Peru is just like, he doesn't have to get, so he'll look quiet when he doesn't score because he's not getting the ball and creating things. He's waiting for the other players to create things where he can just kind of drift in, roll the ball in, go away, fine. And, you know, the, probably the bigger part of it, that's now five and eight. And as Farker said, he needs to stop. He needs to slow it down because it's too many goals. <laughs> well, speaking of Farker's comments, um, he's agreed with the sentiment that the first 15, 20 minutes we were a little bit slow, didn't quite get out the blocks right. And that's that's when Bristol troubled us most, in there. But then the game sort of settled into that pattern of... They didn't trouble us, though, did they, really? Well, I mean, like in the sense that they they pressed us a lot more than a lot of other teams have done. They tried to come at us a little bit, even though they have no clear-cut chances. And you thought, oh, they're trying to approach this a little bit differently. They were at least trying to, you know, play out from the back, that kind of thing. They're, they're, oh, the only thing they seem to be trying to do is a big diagonal ball to the left wing. Yeah. And to isolate Archie Gray, who they obviously... Which failed. I guess, well, it did fail, because yeah. I guess they looked at that and went, oh, there's a a teenage central midfielder playing at right there's a, back. There's a boy at right back. Exactly, so... Let's, Are we a slick of a boy? Him. But he was... I thought he was... I mean, if he was a... If Archie Gray was a young right back playing like that, you'd say, oh, that was a really good performance for a young right back, but he's a young midfielder yes. playing there. And I know, I know he has played right back for... Like England youth levels, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Apparently, people were saying. Yeah, um, did in that tournament. So he's got some experience there, but I, I just thought it was really good. And there was one tackle he did on about eighty minutes, which was superb. It was like he was, he was running at him, and you could think you were thinking, oh, if he's beaten here, yeah, we're in gets, trouble. If he gets him on the back if, foot. If, if, yeah. We're kind of out of shape if he gets beaten here, and he just just waited and waited for the tackle. Didn't lunge in. Wait, picked his moment. Farker has said, "I have to give all the compliments to Archie. One thing is having an idea. It's much more important that the player brings it on the pitch." We wanted to play with a more technical player, like a traditional midfielder, uh, with pace tracking the wingers. So there you go. Pop quiz. Go on. Uh, and this is from the post-match stuff. So Bristol City's assistant is doing their press because if you saw Nigel Pearson, he's on crutches, mm. sitting on an office chair. He's had minor back surgery. And it was quite sweet. Um, so I'm going around the houses, but um, at full time, Farker was kind of, had his arm around him as he's sitting on his chair with his crutches next to him, shaking his hand and giving him a cuddle as like... <laughs> As if he was nice to see you, Grandad. Exactly. Um, so um, the Bristol City assistant. Stop has saying racist things, Grandad. No, not Nigel. They didn't anticipate great at right back, even when the teams announced they thought it might be Amtu there. They don't feel that they asked enough questions of Gray, who is Bristol City's assistant manager. So Nigel Pearson is their boss. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, 
Are we looking for a Leeds link? No, it's just oh, okay. it's an ex-player that when I say it, you'll probably go, oh, it's not thrilling. Colin Cooper. No. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess? No. Okay, it's Curtis Fleming. Oh, okay. There you go. You see, I knew it would have a little. Oh, oh, oh okay, it's Fleming. It's Fleming. Yeah, yeah. Pleased with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, pleased with the points. Uh, talking about the international break, and actually, just going back to the first comments, he was saying we looked maybe perhaps looked a bit leggy because it was the third game in a week. But uh, I needed to calm myself down. This is talking about the equaliser. Love these comments. So, see if you, who immediately springs to mind when I relay these comments to you. I needed to calm. Yeah, I needed to calm myself down. I was so annoyed that we didn't bury this game, and then you get such a sucker punch. My mood was that I wanted to throw water bottles, but I didn't want to show this. The players don't need an over-emotional manager. They're scared of those players. Yeah. Of their the over-emotional manager. Why could, why could that be? <laughs> well, I like him. I really like Parker. Mm. I'm so glad we've got him. I wish we'd just had him last year instead. It does seem like he would have followed on. Yeah, let's not get into it, but it does <laughs> seem like a much better idea as a... As a replacement for who we had before, Jesse Marsh. The, and the, do you know, I, I know it's today as well, and because we're off the back of like, well, not off the back of two wins, but we now had had two wins, and we're sort of building the data and our understanding of what's happening. Is there's just a bit more patience, I think, in Ellen Road, understanding mm. that we, it's going to take time to build, you know, to break these teams down. Sometimes, as we saw with Watford, um, and the possession football is not kind of there's not that same anxiety that's sort of suffusing everything, where people are like, you know, get it forward, forward. Sometimes it's fine to just have possession. It was a much, much, be- the back. much better atmosphere today, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was very flat against QPR, I thought. It was just... Wednesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, the, I thought it was pretty good today. Did you notice that the ground was full, by the way, um, also, and tickets went on general sale? They didn't make a song and dance about no, it. No, someone did point out that yeah. they just sort of slyly went... Go on, then, you non-members. Don't you tell anyone. It, I'm, I'm glad they've seen... appear to have seen sense on it. Or... They've made a mistake on the website, which I wouldn't put past them either. If someone's, someone's ticked the wrong box, but I'm, I'm glad the ground's ticked the wrong box. I think somebody ticked, ticked the wrong box against um, QPR as well in operating the scoreboard because the clock stopped at 90 minutes and they're mm. supposed to carry on running now, aren't they? So they must have set the wrong little timer going mm. on screen. So uh, I, I guess I'll get a points deduction for that. That's what it normally uh, pans out, isn't it? Um, what else is he saying? Uh, he was talking about <laughs> nice just on the Pirro, um, the Pirro goal. I'm pretty pleased, but it's not like I'm sitting here saying, look, I told you, which is exactly what he's doing. <laughs> so fair enough. All right. Bloody know it all. But yeah, uh, yeah. jolly nice day. Naki Wells didn't score. No. No, he didn't. Knackered his ankle. Mm. Politely, politely applauded off as he went off as well. He did. People were very sympathetic yeah. to his plight. Yeah. I think it was his own fault, his injury. I think he tried booting Strouk and ended up with Strouk landing on him. And he tried to jump into him or jumped close to him. Yeah. And, then, and then he just jarred his leg as he went down. He was trying and, to do a little shithouse thing to Strouk as, mm. as far as I could tell. And then he went down injured down. Ah, good. And then he, <laughs> then he was obviously properly injured. I was like, oh, maybe not that. <laughs> maybe not. I didn't mean to be wanting properly injured. They carried him down the tunnel at half time. Um, yeah. Kind of, he had his arms over the shoulders of two people who uh, took him away. I quite enjoyed, um, it's a, so Nigel Pearson, after watching the game from a reclining position, which was quite interesting, and he was seemed to be very nice to the people whose view he was blocking as well. He had a little chat with the people at the front of the West Stand, and then as he was walking off, he didn't seem too bothered about losing. He was having he had a nice chat with Rob Price. I think mm-hmm. Rob was kind of smelt blood. Is this Pearson? What Pearson? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can fix that. Yeah. Do you, well, need, all, do you need all those bits? Yeah, exactly. He says, I can fix that, and I can maybe see if there's anything floating around that you don't need. And then Luke Ayling went over and he was having a nice chat with Luke Ayling by the tunnel and just and then he waved at the, the Bristol fans 
I went away. Seems to be having a nice afternoon out. He's like a pr- professional, miserable bastard, not I know. He's quite surprised. Hmm. Maybe he is. Uh, maybe because it, it seems he's been um, hobbling around the champo for a few weeks after his back surgery. So maybe we're seeing a new mellow, or maybe it's the painkillers. Um, Richard is just saying in the comments on YouTube that LUTV, in terms of ticking wrong boxes, LUTV appear to have changed the countries where you can watch the game. Probably not that. You would only be allowed to watch it where it wasn't being shown on TV locally. So, like, mm. if it, I think it was on like ESPN Plus in the States, which means they wouldn't stream it in the States. You'd have to get it on ESPN Plus. So that's possibly explaining the reason why that happened. Look at me with the knowledge. I'm just looking at the table. It's really annoying that Leicester and Ipswich are never losing. Yet. Yeah. I mean, it's they've, they're gonna, the other day, didn't they? They're going to have... Uh, no, they've only lost to us. Okay. I'm just, well, it, it, I mean, they will have to lose games because otherwise, I've, I've done the maths, they will finish the season on 125 and 117 points. No, that's not happening. Which is... The, the record is 106, so... Yeah, we shouldn't allow that. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. The thing that's confusing me with Ipswich is... So they've beaten Preston today, and it's 4-2. Mm. And, okay, they trounced Hull... Uh, 1-1 with Huddersfield. That's not good for anybody. 3-2 against Wolves. Oh, that's the EFL Cup. Doesn't count. 4-3 against Blackburn. We're fifth Moscow. 3-2 against Cardiff. 4-3 against us. 2-3. So they're conceding a lot of goals is basically the point. Um, They're just scoring loads as well. And that's one of those things people will go like, oh, it will regress to the mean and they can't keep outscoring teams that are scoring 3-2 against them every single week. So far, they pretty much have, apart from us, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It's quite hard to keep that up. Whereas the mighty Leeds United... We're building momentum, aren't we? Rather than we haven't shot our bolt too early. And we're very rarely conceding. I know today was quite annoying with the set piece just before half-time, like pretty much the worst thing you can do. And obviously bad memories of Crystal Palace. But other than that, we're pretty much all right at the back, aren't we? We are. Is that, solid. Uh, we're just being asked by the excellently named Fripp's Privilege. Is that our first goal from outside the box this season? Mm. The Pirro one, obviously. I mean, that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's jumped. I mean, that's... I mean, I mean, if we scored, there's the question oh, for you. you know, we, just, we scored 17. Let's say yes. I was just looking, just looking at the table to know Sheffield United have drawn. They've got a, those brave lads have got a point at home to Huddersfield. Oh, really? They've got, they've got five goals in there. You mean Wednesday? Wednesday, what did I say? United. Oh, Wednesday, yeah. Confuse me. They, they, should, they should just merge. They should, they should merge the two, really. But um, yeah, they've, they've got five goals in their 11 games. It's not, that's not very many. <laughs> that's boring, isn't it? That's really boring. Five goals, three points from 11 games. Mm. Oh, well. Steve Evans going in there soon. Yeah. Is that a fact? I, I, he's being linked with it. Oh, and I really, funny. really, really hope it happens. Yeah. Be wonderful, it's, just, it? it's just the end of everything, isn't it, when Steve Evan get, Evans gets it, as we know. Although Fark has, uh, I see Fark has nicked the Steve Evans wee, wee thing. Was that Steve Evans' to, to give out, to have, nah, was it? No. Loads of teams do it. Steve Evans used to do it, though. Right. Yeah. Not asked When he thought that. he was um, loved by the Leeds fans. Um, anything to add then before we wrap this one up uh, other than it's been nice mm. Shame's international break really so, mm. yeah, you say that but I mean, what, I, what I do know now is that I can enjoy the next week or two without like if we'd have lost mm. I can just say oh, we've, we've won two games on the bounce and I can just enjoy the next week or two thinking I quite like Leeds United they're alright they are and if you think about what's, treat me uh, well. what's going to be there when we come back we could have Jed Spence playing yeah. we could have mm-hmm. Junior Furpo playing Willie Nonto back at some point all our favourites mm. be very exciting I'll allow Willie Nonto to pro-rata his 26 goals so what's that he it needs. reduced to now I, I, I need to work it out because obviously he's not been able to play so I mm. might allow him to get like 20 how many goals do you want from Furpo? <laughs> um, I just want Furpo to be fit for more than a month 
be an interesting That's test, challenge. wouldn't it? Yeah, because oh, you've never love, done uh, it yet. Shackleton as well. There's mm-hmm. a few players, and we've still not seen Gruev. He got a good meet your tackle in that today. That was a very, very important tackle. It's probably the best yeah. thing he's done. You'll feel like he's arrived. Yeah. Um, I've got to go and get, get it on my shirt. Let's wrap this up on... Um, this one, specifically. On Lucas's, Lucas's comment, which was, uh, think all the lads passed the pint test, which you couldn't say about uh, that about last year's team. Solid. Yeah, they yeah. do, don't they? The, this thing is... I mean, not, not Archie. Pint, no, of, pint of squash, pint of Ribena, whatever. I just, I know we can we can always go back onto over last year again, but it just feels as well like the acquisitions over summer just all seem really sensible. Just getting Sam Byram because he was available and he was free and he's good, like sensible. Joe Roden, good, played in the championship. Sensible acquisition. Piro scores loads of goals in this league, mm-hmm. whereas just a complete wild punts of people that we were signing in the I Premier liked League. last January's signing, a guy called Jorginho Ruta. That was a good purchase. Well, it, he's nice. Know, he is good. He's a good player, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we shouldn't have signed him then, probably. Or for that much. No. no. I mean, you should have signed him. If we were, you know, finishing ninth that season and he becomes available in January and he's that much money, fine. Yeah. But, you know, if we could have spent that money on a left-back or striker at the start of last summer rather than, you know, scrambling around to get a sort of striker winger, we didn't really know what he was in January. just occurred to me, um, we are unbeaten in the white kit. We haven't won in any, either of the away kits. We've only won the pink um, the rebound custard thing um, once at Birmingham and lost. Lost at Southampton in the blue. Unbeaten in the white kit. Is this something that you challenged Ed Calburn on on the forthcoming podcasts? No, because it happened in the past and I can't see into the future. We would, same things applied. We were unbeaten in it at the time. Mm, maybe maybe so. Either way, um, look out for that as well. Drag him back in here. Next weekend. By his ear. Next weekend. For, make him account for it. Four-part special with Ed Calburn who designed the Leeds United suite of kits uh, for this season and he reveals all uh, how how it happened apart from that how it, how it happened is part one then we've got home away third Will's probate conveyance in the big three big three so look out for that in your feed next weekend all the usual stuff to come before that as well back with Phil on Monday to uh, to talk about this one a little bit more and got some propaganda that'll be fun we have we've got the angry QPR commentator that's done the rounds but I'll have to obviously use that anyway does anybody know his name I, I kind of like that it's not, sure. not. I like that it's if everything. There's, if there's one set of fans who can find him. Well, I don't want to know his name. I just like that he doesn't, even after all this, because it was being written up by um, like the Daily Mail and stuff, getting all the clickbait they could out of it. Then they were just like the QPR I follow commentator. Just nobody actually cares who he is. He's just a comedy voice. And long, I hope he, like, that's just him now. And nobody will ever actually, he'll, he'll come along and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Billy Wallace. And they'll be like, <laughs> What? Billy I'm Billy Wallace. <laughs> the, Billy Wallace. I, should I know what Billy Wallace is? I'm the QPR I follow. Comes He's a character oh, in EastEnders. Oh, you the prick. So, character in EastEnders. Hey, listen. Um, Billy Wallace is back. Will, he says he's going to go for Pat Benford. We'll wrap it up there. He's looking for him in the square. He says he's a cheat. He's done him out of some money. He's, he's too, he's, he's swindled Begovic. Right. Um, back with more on Monday. We'll see you soon. The Match Ball. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.